You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. Greetings. And welcome to The Jason D'Amico Show. Because we changed the name. But you guys, we're filming this right now in... What is this? What is this? December. It's almost 18? almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. Almost jingle bells, jingle bells, baby. <laughs> almost twenty twenty. Almost twenty twenty. Who knows what's gonna happen? It's gonna be exciting times. Exciting. But I've got I've got a very special guest as always because we always have yeah. special guests on the show, and uh, this dude goes way back with me. Uh, on various levels of yeah booking and just stage work and playing at UNC. I, I think I opened for you one time. Really? At at Deep South the Bar. That was a, oh really? It was I think uh my freshman college band of Thieves and Fans, we played an opening slot for you and that was the You're first right. time we met. You're right. At Deep South. Shout outs Deep South. Under the name LSDJ Owner and hustler of AR Entertainment, please welcome Mr. Drew Ryan. Gang, <laughs> gang, gang. Yo, what happened to your beanie, man? The beanie I took off. I don't Dude, know. Dude, that was like I was digging that I, imagery. Okay, I don't know. It's up to you. It's up this to you. Is, this is more industry. To be, yeah, dude. Like to be you beanied now, out. See, you just went from like kind of like scrubby. life cereal poster child <laughs> to you're the guy with the sketchy van in the back. That's that's who I am. That's and you've got multiple vans, which means you're legit. Yeah. The, full of 18-inch subs. Got it all. Lasers, smoke, the whole bit. Now, let's start from the beginning stages. Yeah, man. Before we get into all that, because you've built a, a real empire based Thanks, in the last couple of years from yeah. when we were grinding out in the UNC days. Playing I know. It's, He's it's, not in all these venues, you know. Yeah, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, I remember... I used to have custom 12-inch speakers when I was first doing rigs for you. And my dad bought me a pair of... Bought, I bought the pair, but I asked him for the money. Right. Very bad passive seismic audio speakers. I didn't even... I was such a scrub, I didn't know what passive and active speakers were. So I got these huge stacks, and they showed up. And I, uh. I, was, like, I was like, where's the on switch? And they just... That was my first deal with speakers. And like, I had a show with you like two weeks later. But and this was what like 2013 ish, yeah, 2012, 2013. Because I took a gap year uh, between high school and college, and I that was when I was doing like 150 shows, yeah, a, a year at that point, just locally, yeah. And a lot of them were in Chapel Hill, at UNC, yeah, with you a lot, and that was uh. Oh, man, it's fun times. The, tr- the trenches of the trenches, not, man. Yeah, I call it my trench days. Now, so you were. Let's even go back before that. So before yeah. UNC, before and you were a marketing major. I was a PR and advertising. Okay. Track in the journalism school, so I tell people I was a PR major. Gotcha. But even before that, <clears throat> musical influences and yeah. just starting out. Like, yeah. Let's say toddler years and up to middle school, even high school. Like, how yeah. did you get into this? Because oh. there had to have been some sort of creative. I love this part. Well, I wish I was as cool as my brother. The first album he bought was Appetite for Destruction, Woo. which kind of changed the whole game. It's always I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw them recently. It wasn't as 
uh, Axel, well, you know, Axel still got it. You still got it. I love Axel. I love GNR, but I, I'll get into that in a second. Sure. I have complaints about the production, of course, because I've gone from being obsessed with the music to being obsessed with the music and the stage, right. and the speakers and the production, right. Just, right. The, just the whole kind of show. Right. My brother was always into like, you know, GNR, Poison, Motley Crue. And then I just was lucky enough to kind of have him when I was like, you know, really started listening to TNs at like 10, I'd say, you know, classic rock radio, but just a, an obsession with Guns N' Roses kind of developed. And that was kind of my start. I was like, all right, I want to rock. I got to rock. But then I started getting more into like, you know, grunge. I went through my grunge phase and my alt rock phase. Yep. And then I listened yep. to a lot of like hardcore music growing up and punk rock and actually played in like hardcore bands, like through high school. Like, I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm talking like full screamo. Wow. Yeah. You know, mosh pits. What a palette of yeah. So I always sound. It's funny. I'm a DJ now, but I always tell people, got my start in punk rock. People, yeah, real deal. Yeah, but so that's how. So that's how I kind of started then. Yeah, just kind of going to shows like Charlotte. I grew up in Charlotte. Right. Had a unique hardcore music scene. Queen City. Well, yeah, I call it Crown Core. That's what I call it. Crown Core. Yeah, because Crown Town. Uh, cool. Trademark LSDJ, but. there's just a lot of opportunities to play. Like I grew up playing and, you know, I had the same, probably like you, the same kind of little core group of dudes I played with for years, mm-hmm. yeah. for years. And we would play, you know, Tremont, we played Amos's, all the little clubs in Charlotte. And there was a lot of like, you know, house shows and DIY venues going on and it's still going strong it's a cool day. city man i was just yeah. there a couple of months ago for an industry event and it was the first time that i really was able to like we stayed downtown and just oh, yeah. kind of got a feel for it it's very cool very very cool yeah man I'm, I'm proud of my charlotte music roots yeah uh so you came you came over for uh, school yeah so then i kind of came to unc in 2011 and Believe it or not, at that point I was like, man, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was a life gonna be in this for life. At that point, I actually, I was in school. I was like, all right, I'm gonna be pre-law. Could probably gonna play it safe. Believe it or not, and then I just, I was still in a band with my roommate, who's my buddy from high school, who we had bands growing up. Mm-hmm. So we had our little freshman dorm band, and I just hit a, a wall, and I was like, man, I, I kind of want to just be in this music game, and. You know, kind of just haven't really stopped since then and been been playing shows and yeah. but bands break up. Right. And so here I am now. I have just all these speakers and no one to use them on. So now I'm a sound guy. <laughs> it's a great feeling because I like love working with a different band all the time. But ah, deep down. Is there, is there, is there still a part of you that wants it's to? It's still part of me. Yeah. Even when I'm DJing, rock. I'm just like. Wouldn't it be cool if I was like also playing drums? You still can. You still <laughs> I st- can. I know that's the big picture. You still can. And the thing is, is like you're you're building what you're building now. Yeah. At, at some point, business will take care of itself. Yeah. If you get the right people, and then you can do the hell you want. Yeah, that's kind of the big picture. I want to. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, bring it all back to where I can like you know where I'm not running sound all the time. But right. I love it. I love running sound. Right. Yeah. So. UNC, yeah, man. and you, you were booking. So you were booking because you were booking with us, 
And you were kind of like, and not to use the term middleman, I don't mean that in in a negative connotation, but like you were very good at it. Yeah. The the way it went down is like, you know, I was playing in bands. I started building up contacts just as, you know, a drummer playing some of these parties and these bars and different events and Chapel Hill and the Triangle and really just the region. But then I realized like, oh my God, like the production at some of these parties was just was just terrible. It was just wasn't working. Like I would go to a you know a college frat party or a bar or whatever, and the band would be sick, but it just wasn't like a real professional show. And it was nothing on the bands. It was nothing on the event. It was just me growing up going to club rock shows and being obsessed with like arena rock. I always just wanted to see the pirate machines at the, at the frat party or the uh, yeah. you know big sound at the bar. Yeah, and so I kind of just developed from there i started you know telling people that i would play shows for i was like hey you know i got these six speakers i got these bands that i work with can i book you know y'all shows and it just kind of crumbled from there and my network's just kind of been growing since really i was like 18 or 19 so i'm pretty fortunate yeah yeah and i mean it's safe to say that it really started in that college scene Definitely. You know, the Franklin Street Strip and all that. The Strip. The Strip. Yeah, the classic Strip. It's cool. You can go on a tour of Chapel Hill. I can do a, like a four-show tour in, yeah. in one night, essentially. Yeah, and, and uh, he's not. We played there probably 15 times. Oh, yeah. In one a uh, couple of years, like two years, and it was ne- it was yeah. always packed. It was never. Yeah, it was yeah. happening. It was happening. They had a really good band scene going. Uh, just because the outdoor stage. Are they and, still around? I don't even. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. not still going, still still going strong. Uh, th- the music scene's changed a little bit because that you know, I swear noise complaints are going to be the, the death of my business. But uh-huh. at least in Chapel Hill, they don't really, have, really, man, because they they have like apartment complexes sprouting up. Okay, I uh, gotcha. It's changing a little bit. It's changing a bit. So, what was like a really cool outside happening spot is now kind of playing. By the town's rules, which, mm. which you know, they'll adapt. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. There's just, just so many good memories. Like oh, you know, yeah. where you would, they had their stage, like, and it was always there were those uneven spots. Oh yeah, terrible. And it's just like so many times, and especially with toe boots, boots on. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's like it almost felt like I was going to crack an ankle because it would, <laughs> you know, you step the wrong way and you'd you almost hit the fall volume over. pedal and you're just ankle bust. And then you've got your nice tipsy. Oh yeah. 20, like just like 1918 underage girls way up at the balcony yep. with their beers and they're dropping their beers and, you know what I'm talking about oh, at yeah. that balcony, right? And they, you know, you get a little right next to your face. You get a little misting from the audience. Yeah, and the uh, well, the glass, the glass bottles, some of them, so they would break <laughs> next to you. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a concussion tonight. Oh, definitely, man. I've seen some wild, some wild. I'm things sure you have up in there. You know, it's funny. I had, I wrote down best gig experience and worst gig experience. Oh my lord. You've got to have some stories. You've got let's let's start with let's start with worse. Just just while we're on it. Oh man, for for which facet of it? I let's mean, just go with like I don't know, man. I call them my horror stories. My, my yeah, road like war give, give me just give me a good one. Just give me a good one. Oh man, everything from the trailer axle busting on the side of Atlanta Highway. Oh, pulling over just 
under a bridge in Atlanta, like fending off, you know, questionable people while, you know, my partner, we take the trailer off the car, go and rent a U-Haul. Come back. You gotta you gotta take everything out of the trailer. Unpack put it the, the whole truck. trailer on the side of the road. On the side of the highway. Yeah, busy Atlanta traffic. And then from there, driving to Alabama to still pull the show off. While I have a guy come to Atlanta to pick up my trailer and fix it. Which oh my god. I ended up picking up that trailer on the way to another gig in Florida like three weeks later. That's just that's just like terrible logistical problems. Yeah. yeah. So that was a tour then, basically. Yeah, that was just like a weekend run down okay. to Alabama and back. That okay. just ended up being, you know. Total disaster. Just disaster. But when but you was get it a, there. It was a good show, probably. You get there and you pull it off. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's the show it. must go on. Yeah, so that's that's been rough. Uh, we've had, you know, just, just horrible weather issues uh, outside, pouring rain, video wall getting, like, soaked. That was, I've never seen my life flash from my eyes. That like, <laughs> <laughs> you can see the clouds coming in. And I'm like, well, this is probably going to happen. And then just preparing just- for it and then just dealing with it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're in the the nature of frat life and <laughs> college parties. And these kids, these kids, <laughs> these kids know how to party at some of these schools. I'll tell you what. And oh, man. God, you know, we've had some situations, I'd say, when. You know, certain people are getting on stage, they're falling over. Right. There are fights in the audience, you know, but it's always fun. Everything's cool, but God, we've had some horror stories. Oh, man. I've seen some crazy stuff, too. The craziest stuff about loading into a show <laughs> usually is like everyone's, you know, relaxed, but it's when you're loading out of the show. Right. When the show's over, people, that's when it gets a little hectic because some people need rides. Yeah. Some people don't want the band to stop. Yeah. They want to find out where the party's at. It's just a bunch of crazy energies. And then we're just like, I'm just trying to go pick up my trailer in Atlanta. I got to go. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah, it gets a little hectic sometimes. But that trailer story, that was like. That's horrible. Yeah. It's always vehicles, man. Yeah. I had a truck too that it was, imagine a big box truck. I, I went up the hill. The the stage is on top of this grass hill. So I got it up the hill. And I was like, oh, I'll just back it down the hill. And it, it just went down in such a way to where the, the full box truck somehow got wedged in the dirt to the <laughs> point where I just had to sleep in the grass like at this show because the record couldn't come out till the next day. And then they came out and, you know, lifted the back end and I let off the brake and went down the hill I was like tired and cold. Like there's like a leak in the truck too. It was like dripping on me. It was terrible. God. Oh yeah, Jason. I'm uh, I'm, oh. just, I'm letting it all come out. This right is now. just. This is just. This is great. Still made the show. The Still next day made it happen. In Charleston, we've never like truly missed one. Oh, I got one more for you. Go, man. This is why oh, you're man. here. So this is actually like the worst, closest, <laughs> most horrible call. Like we were booked to do a gig for like a pretty big. Uh, wet you know client wedding scenario yeah it was at an island off of rhode island called block island so we had to go to rhode island catch a ferry which you know the basically the mother of the bride had booked for us oh no problem that's that's already sounding sketch and we were just like all right yeah we're there the money was good we were down with it but 
of course, the ferry leaves at 7.15. We got there yeah. at like 7.25 from North Carolina to Rhode Island to miss the ferry after like a 13 or 14 hour drive by like 10 minutes. That was crushing. But we get there and we were told that they wouldn't have even let us on because they wouldn't let the trailer on, even though we were told the trailer could fit on the ferry. Anyways, we're like freaking out. The only out. way to get to the venue is, is by, by ferry, ferry, is by boat. So the band is at the wedding venue. You know, all the guests yeah, and you are were, there. You were doing the PA. We were doing and the, the staging. Yeah, and lighting. I was going to DJ as well. Okay, so, so we're gonna full Monty. Production for the band at the reception. Oh, my God. And DJ the, the after party. The band's there with no system. No system, nothing. They have nothing. <clears throat> and we were like... Oh my God, we just ruined this person's very, very nice wedding. Right. And they're like, what are we going to do? And so, sure enough, we rented a Sprinter van, packed up the van because they wouldn't let the trailer on. Right. On the fair, anyways, which would have been a disaster. How do now, we was this, made it? Was this in the morning? This is 7.15 at night. So we woke up at like 3 in the morning. Right. Drove. After getting back from a show at probably 2.15. Dude. Woke up, drove to Rhode Island. Missed the ferry by 10 minutes, only be told they wouldn't have let us on anyways. So we stay up pretty much another couple hours, rent a Sprinter van, repack the whole... So you were setting up the next day. We were supposed to set up that night. The sh- okay. The wedding was the next day. Okay. It was okay. on a fr- Friday. Like, the All wedding's right. on a Saturday. Anyways, we were like, you know, we called the promoter, called the mother of the bride, you know. <laughs> mother of the bride? Which is just... It's like, it's like a movie. It was like, like a movie, like, man. we got to do a movie about this. Oh, and you better believe they were like straight out of Rhode Island. They were, and she's like... <sighs> they were pissed. A couple country boys from North Carolina missed the ferry. I'll say that. I've never been cussed out so hard in my life, dude. But I was like, listen, we're going to swim over there if we have to make it. And so I'm staying up all night. I'm calling... I'm calling fishermen. I'm calling. I, I call it a helicopter company. I call it everybody I could think of to see if we could just charter something over there. Oh my God! Nobody's really, bu- you know, nobody's, helping us nobody's, out. Yeah. So the next morning, by the grace of God, the rock, the rock and roll gods looked out for us. We we go back and we're in lines. You have to buy your ticket ahead of time. So we're like, for is, the ferry. For the ferry. Jeez. Of course, it's sold out. So we thought. No. So we thought we were really screwed. So we went on standby. Just so happens, one of the cars directly in front of us, we were the last one in line, the real last car in line, they, for some reason, like, you go and you park in the queue and turn your car off and you wait, their car wasn't turning back on, and that oh, ferry had to go. And my I, God. We were just like, well, their car's not starting. <clears throat> we got to get on this ferry, and we just kind of went for it. We just kind of got in line. And yeah. And sure enough, we made the wedding. We call we did that the show. we call that a slip dog move. A slip dog. We pulled you the just, slip you dog. Slipped, you just slipped right you in just there. Slipped it in just there. Slip dog. Oh god, I was like, I thought they, I thought it was over, dude. Man. I thought it was over. Then the show went on. And the show went on. Did they cuss you out more? No, we okay. actually got stellar reviews from everyone. Yeah, but. God, it was just such Dude, a nerve wracking. That is just so so nerve wracking. I mean, I'm sure you've had situations like that where you're yeah. like, God, traffic is killing me, or yeah, because it's a gig economy. It's not like we can just tell everyone to wait, right? I just had one um, <clears throat> uh, last month or month and a half ago. Got notified from the casting agency that I got cast. Oh yeah, and. But it was 780 miles away, so I couldn't even book a plane in time. So we got in the truck, 
yeah. got in the Suburban and drove 13 hours all night. And it was it was for a very, very, very good modeling shoot. That, nice. That is going to be good for the career. Nice. And it was good money. But, you know, it's just like you have to be able to, you got to pick up your ass and move. You got to do At any it. time. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got, I wouldn't even say it's advice, it's a band's only real job or like a performer or whatever, your only real job is to just get in the van and go and just show up is just show up, just show up and go for it. That's like, should be your bottom. 90% of the, of it is showing up. And I had somebody tell me that back when I was 13, 14 years old, um, I was playing drums for him and he told me that. And you know, it stuck with me to this day. Yeah, man. It's valuable. It's huge. Cause if we had given up, if we had just been like, Oh, we missed the ferry or, if you're just like, oh, that's you know, that's ridiculous to drive all, all night, you know. So, I, at least I operate like I'm. I'm hoping it's going to lead to the next thing, and a lot of times it does. Always, you know, it always. always. Does. Yeah, you can't burn any bridges. I mean, unless you, unless you, it's absolutely necessary, and people are so toxic you can't deal with them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's so like so much of this is problem solving. Yes. It's not only like providing value and, and doing a great job at what you do, but it's just problem solving and being able to handle pressure yeah. and staying committed, yeah. like staying just on course. It. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know? it's so rewarding when you, you know, you battle through the, the hardships and then you still pull it off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I made that happen. Yeah. That's what's fun about being a, a roadie or being the production guy almost as much as being in the band. It's right. like, you know, there's a pretty important. Well, role. you're both. Yeah, I got a, I got both sides covered, but we 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 have the similar headaches. Yeah, and we have multiple. Yeah, because we wear multiple hats, so there's multiple heads. Yeah, man, multiple headaches. It's uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a lot. But here we are. Here we are, and uh, LSDJ. Oh yeah, is now kind of the primary gig besides. AR Entertainment. It's all yeah. it's all the same thing. It's all under the umbrella. All under the umbrella. It's like Newborn Entertainment LLC here. Exactly. All all this is under the exactly the umbrella. So where you have New Blue, I have AR Entertainment, and then the umbrella below that is me as LSTJ performing. Yep. Is us running sound or lights or production needs. We're supporting another act. Or supporting another act with, or, or doing some booking. Yeah. You know. So. How did the DJ thing start out for you? Oh, God. The DJ thing. Well, it goes back to I was that middle agent scenario mm-hmm. for a couple years in college. And I was booking because I had the speakers and I had the lights. And I started kind of getting my rep out there as the guy to call. And I don't know. I was just booking some of these DJs that were around. And I was like, man, I think I could, I think I could do that. I think I have what it takes to to DJ. And that was before I even realized what a DJ did. I was like, you know, it's the same thing. A lot of people think like, what on earth could they be doing? <laughs> that's, you know, that hard or that takes that much. So I kind of went out and got a little, uh, basic, you know, two channel mixing DJ controller and just started basically booking myself and kind of went through trial and error over time, uh, on stage and kind of, DJing is interesting. You build your set. You build your little bag of tricks that you think works. You have your style that you develop. And then you also have to stay super current. Like, you right. have to keep up right. with right. 
what's hot out there right now or what you think is going to be cool. And so basically I, I was just sick of booking other DJs. And I was like, I'll DJ came up with that, that name LSDJ, which has been, uh, you know, it's a great, man. Yeah. It's just great. People love the name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I put a lot of time into designing the, just the whole logo and the brand and the idea behind it all. Uh, did, you ever, did you ever go to the uh, Carolina Music Awards? I had never been, no. It's, it's, uh, Big it's, ups to my girl, Janelle Simone, though. She won the R&B cool. uh, Female Artist of the Year Did she this win year. this year? She won this awesome. year. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, the reason why I bring it up is because when they have the, the DJ category, oh my. everybody's <laughs> name starts with DJ. Oh, so it's like, yeah. my, uh, you know, Omar and Edwin, they're, they're good friends of mine. They, yeah. they, they run the Carolina Music Awards. And... E does all the vocal, like he does all the vocal work for the award show, and he's got like this big low voice. Uh, and he just goes, he's like, and now <laughs> the DJ category for Carolina Music Awards. I got to tag him in this. He'll crack up. <laughs> I actually said him something a while back. He's cracking up, <clears throat> and it's just like DJ Styles. Oh my god, yeah. LSDJ. Yeah, that's that's funny. And he's like, and and the nominees are. DJ Graywall, yeah. DJ iPhone, <laughs> yeah, DJ Bull City. Not, like, just, just you know, like every, and he's just like 15 or 20 of them. It's like everybody has DJ in their name. And it's like, all right. I flipped it on its head and made it LS DJ, which <laughs> is a joke in and of itself. Oh, it's, I, it, to me, it's great. Yeah. It's thanks. great. And the marketing, the marketing is everything in this business. It's like, well, that's what's funny. I do these parties and, you know, these kids will come up and be like, so you're LSDJ? Like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, that's, that's me. Like, I'm here to play some music. <laughs> so are you, are you, do you have time to book much with uh, the LSDJ title or is it more AR entertainment gigs these days with supporting other artists? It's kind of a... It's kind events. of a, a nice little circular okay. thing because a lot of the times when I get booked, because we've upped our production game so much, some of these pretty sweet artists are reaching out to us right? and, you know, really cool companies that we, you know, really, really like working with. Mm -hmm. They'll reach out for us to do production. And then they also know that I, you know, I'm a pretty sick DJ too. So <laughs> I get, to, I get, I, it's I, true. I call I mean, it getting... Is. Getting two birds stoned at once. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So not only are we running production, but I'm like, hey, I'll open the show too. And they're like, great, we need an opener. So it kind of feeds on itself. It's like a Man. weird it's like a weird feedback loop. Like the yeah. more production, the deeper in production I get, the better. Well, shows it's like I'm it's like music and acting. It's the same thing. Exactly. You, know? you, you gotta the deeper you get in one realm. It, it drags the other one and, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, man. So that's been really cool. But what's what's the best gig experience? Because we went through some of the oh, worst. Man. but Oh, yeah. We, bar I've seen, we barely and, scratched the surface on the worst right. gigs. But, you know, and, and I've seen <laughs> you guys are killing the promo material. I saw that new yeah, clip. It's like man. three or four minutes where yeah. you're talking about. My doc. Yeah. A&R expanding and everything. But your, yeah. your promo and your Instagram. It's totally on point. I look thanks, up to it. Man. It's great. You thanks, know, all thanks. the all those all those videos, just so much hype, so much emotion. Yeah. And really well, 
it Get comes down to a good video team. I, I have a, a group of dudes called the Triad Collective that I really yeah. They're actually they're good. I mean, they're some of the most epic young entrepreneurs in in the region. They'd be great to have on here too, man. Yes, they're yeah. Awesome we got to do that. That's they're, they're getting they're, to that point where they're flying to gigs and right. You know, but they're they're cool because they love shooting the DJ stuff and the music stuff. But then during the day, they're going to shooting like. You know the close-ups of the food and the commercials, right? And, and stuff like They're that. They're doing the uh, the but more just, spec, type exactly. Thing. Yeah. Yes, industrial. I just hit a point where I was like, man, <clears throat> j- just like where you're at now, is like, I felt like I had to just pump something into getting my name out there. So for a while, I was like, Guys. you got to do it in multiple facets. It's not you know you got to exactly. diversify. Yeah, diversify. I had them come to every show. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and just have them cover it. Just Get cover it. it, yeah. And, and, then and trust that's why it looks so good, it. you know. It's yeah. So I went for for about a year of like my growth period, like last year, where it was like I was putting out a lot of videos and really getting some traction and stuff, and really getting it out there, you know. But now, now it's like I get to pick and choose, which because I just want to show off the cool setups now. Right. It's like right. I'll wait for the big ones, you know. Well, so yeah, let's go. Let's go to big gig, big gig, oh, best man. gig. Like, I'll tell you the craziest. The day where I was like, you were doing stuff on a ship, weren't you? At one point, um, or did I? It looked like it was some crazy promo video on Instagram. Oh, uh, well, we've we've done some cool ones. One looked I, like you were in Florida or something. I don't know where it was, but or one, Outer Banks, maybe. One I'm proud of was at Masonboro Island, wow. which is a barrier island. Keep going back to the island theme, but the barrier island off of Wilmington, okay, Wrightsville Beach. They're known for like, you know, all the kids got there for 4th of July, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like an untouched nature reserve. It's like a barrier island. Wow. There's not a soul out there except for, you know, people out there just enjoying nature. And so we literally drop LSD. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy the nature. Exactly. Once you're there, you're stuck. Mu- mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> some, some natural fungi <laughs> apparatus. But that one I was proud of because we literally were like, man. Fourth of July, sick out here. Let's throw a show. Let's just do it. And assembled a really cool team with some other DJ friends in Wilmington. And we got the boats. We got a, an armada of our friends' boats. Wow. We met up at the public docks at like 5 a.m. on the 4th of July, put stage decks on these little dinghy boats, a generator sound, DJ stuff. And we you gotta love, stormed the beaches, dude. Water. And generators and electricity. It's oh, like it was that, sketch. that's a sketch. Yeah, my my genius like protection was just like, ah, oh, just put them in a trash bag. So I got like my <laughs> my, my nice QSC speakers and trash bags. And we stormed the beaches, dude, like straight out of Normandy. Beach, you know, a amphibious landing. And we all pulled together, you know, carried the generator out. And we just had the show out there, and the cops couldn't do a thing about it. Nice. That was the coolest part. It's like yeah. the cops are patrolling. I'm just like, well, there's no noise ordinances out here. Right. And we pulled it off, man. We threw an epic show on a barrier island, no electricity, no promotion, nothing. Wow. And I mean, talking, there's thousands of kids there. They're all loving it. Man, what, how, it was just word of mouth? It was just word of mouth. That's how people, everybody, people go to that island okay. to hang out. But okay, we, okay. But we kind of, Snuck it, snuck in there with the stage and set up right it's on another the point. movie, man. You could, you could oh, do like man. a whole mini series. Oh, that was a cool on, one. on this stuff. It, it, it was so inspiring at the time that I was like, all right, next year we're gonna get bigger. So I saved up all my money and I, I bought a boat for that show. Wow, 
And this past year, I like was like, all right, I'm going to promote it a little. And we show up to the public docks, and the, the wind was coming. It was a little bit sketchy out. And we got that generator in my little, you know, 12-foot skiff. <laughs> and as soon as we dropped in the water, I was like, guys, we're not this year. No, we're, we're putting it back on the boat. And, you know, that was crushing. Right, it was right. Like, I mean, we were going like this up and down in those waves. And I was like, dude, we're not... There's no way. <laughs> I'm not putting my video wall on that on that freaking boat. No, no, no. So that no. was, you know, with good things also comes learning experiences and of course triumph comes tragedy, etc. Et Constant. Yeah. So that was a really fun one, man. I've also had some days like, you know, just these crazy days. Like we ran sound, big production for a guy who's really big now, Bryce Vine, mm-hmm. uh, in Chapel Hill at a party. And I literally had to leave that show to run with my DJ board, you know, a couple hundred yards through the back alleys of Chapel Hill. And I show up and I open for Cherub in front of all of Little Frat Court, probably 2,000 people there. Wow. I just ran on stage, opened for Cherub. Plugged in. and Plugged in, ran back and finished the Bryce Vine show. And, you know, little, little days like that, I'm just like, wow. If I could look at myself couple years ago when I first started out to be thinking I would be like, oh, I just got to go open for Cherub real quick or I just got to go run production for this guy real quick. Like, I would have never thought I'd be. What, what, what's, the, what's the underlying thread? What's the key? To get into that level or well, to, to, to just to, When you look back on the last couple of years, what, what would you? Uh, taking every single experience as learning experience. And even when I've done hor- horrible failures, <laughs> I only give myself a day to be sad about it. I'm just like, all right, you can be sad about today. You can beat yourself up today. Tomorrow you're back on it. Tomorrow you're back. Wow. That's my little rule. And that really helps a lot, man, because I'm just like kind of like that. I want everyone to be happy around me. I want. Yeah. It's kind of like my DJ syndrome. I want everyone to dance and just want. Yeah. To be kind of. Well, you and I are similar like that, you know. I'll beat myself up. Yeah. Show doesn't go to my spec. Yeah, because it's your responsibility, you know. Exactly. At the end of the day no matter what happens, you feel like you need to be able to control the environment. Right. And we've been in it so long where it's like, it's not just a bad show. It's like, I feel bad as a man. Yes. If I put on a bad show, it's like, I've only been doing this since I was, you know, 12 years old. Right. That's on me. That's, that's right. For you, it's probably gotta be even crazier because, because you're up there, you know, you're the, you're the act, you know, I can put, I kind of put on an act and I, I, I have fun and, get people into it but you're like playing your music and up there really rocking like i'm sure it gets gets at you if you like feel like you didn't kill it it's yeah and i mean it's more you know it just reaches this threshold where you have to detach from your own head yeah you have to like it's it's weird man because i would i would get so caught up with trying to get things right and trying to do this but again, you reach that threshold, you reach those X amount of thousand hours or whatever it is. And nowadays, it's ju- it really is just about facilitating a- an enjoying experience yeah. for people and connecting. Like that's that's what I'm focusing on right now. Yeah. And I'm having a much better time. To- like I'm just having a much better time doing it. Yeah. Um, and it's i don't know man like it's just strange how it's a paradigm it's like to get really what you want in life you have to kind of forget about 
it in a way. Yeah, it's a great. That's a great point. That's hard to express. It's very like, difficult to express. That's why it was a poor expression. But, I, but, but I you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a strange cosmic thing that happens. It's like because it's like, am I fulfilling? My destiny, am I like doing this how I want to do it? Am I playing by the rules of, you know, all these people in the audience? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Yeah. Is it real? Is it like, is this real to me? And that's like a huge part of it too. Like, do you feel authentic and what, real? And, what What is your motivation for doing that? Like, what you know, those, those well, literally, it sounded like you got a 45 minutes to an hour long sleep. Like I, I had, I was on set earlier oh, yeah. or on Friday when I was at Woody's, we played, you know, with the band, I was yeah. on. I had to get up at four forty-five in the morning. I was on set from six to six, oh, and then God. we had a show at Woody's from ten to like one thirty. I was up for basically twenty-four hours. Yeah. I had little naps periodically, like fifteen-minute naps, two or three of them. But like, you just have those moments. It's like, yeah, it's like, why what's going am I doing on? this? Yeah. But, but oh, it's yeah. really for me. It's just. I couldn't see myself doing anything else. A hundred percent, man. Uh, my goal was never to be like, I always set kind of lofty goals. It was never, oh, I want to open for this guy. Or I want to play this venue. It was always, I want to tour. I want to, you know, be able to play shows and look out in the audience and see my friends having a good time. Yeah. I, I set kind of these generic yeah, lofty goals. So good. to me, even if I like don't see the payoff right then, I'm still satisfying that like generic need. Like even though I drove 12 hours to Alabama and went through misery getting there, I'm still succeeding yes. in my own personal goal. I'm on tour. I'm playing the show. So I kind of set these generic kind of, I, I call them lofty goals. I like that, but they're broad. You know, my goal is never to be famous is just to be able to, to go and play a show and have people know who I am. Right. That's a different way of putting it than saying right. I want to be well known. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. No, it's a great way of looking. And perspective yeah. is everything. And we, we yeah, talk about man. perspective a lot. That's one of the words that keeps coming up over and over and over again. Yeah. I think you're probably we're getting we're getting close to like 20, 20 episodes, 20 guests now. So nice. every single one, usually that word comes up multiple times. And it's like that's yeah, how you look at it's it. It's how you look at it. Yeah, it's how you look at it. So future plans for you. Uh, well, yeah. And I mean, we could talk a little bit about, we, we've talked about owning a business and entrepreneurship. I can cross those out because that's basically oh, yeah. what we've been doing, but I have expansion and future plans. What is, oh man, talk about goals. You know what, My ultimate. let's say 10 years from now, where, where do we want to be? <clears throat> well, it goes back to that, that tour life. I want to be on tour. I want to see new places. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Did you, did you ever see, uh, <laughs> Did you ever watch Trailer Park Boys? Oh, of course. Get in the cure. Get in the cure. Get in the cure, Julian. My favorite is in the first season, uh, the what is it? The the uh, Cyrus, the, the, the wedding episode. Oh my! Right yeah, where they go yeah. and rob the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude! I was like, I think I was, I think I was on the floor crying. Yeah, I had to see. I had to watch that six Canadians, times in a row. They they know how to make us laugh. Oh man, down here, so good, so good. <laughs> that's a, it's actually a Rickyism. Getting two birds stoned at once. That's a total. It's for Ricky. <laughs> Say a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, man. yeah. But man, the the major goal. I really. My whole life has been kind of like, I just want to be able to book people at my own will. 
Like, I want my own venue. I want to run. That'd be cool, man. I want to run a club, a venue, something yeah. unique. Not just like a bar. It's got to be a space, you know, kind of an artistic space where people can come and, you know, do do things kind of off the wall. What do you think, Charlotte or? I, you know, that's, I, th- I think you're going to go bigger than that, like quite honestly. That's the hard part, man, is where, where to begin. Because I've already put in so much love and connections and the triangle in North Carolina. It's like, you know, and I maybe got. Maybe here. Maybe here. Maybe, maybe, maybe in Chapel Hill. Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hmm. What, what about you? We'll find out. Where do you see? Um, yeah, I just, I want to, I want to be able to, I mean, basically the same thing. It's, yeah. it's just keep, keep building. Yeah. Keep building. See where it goes. Keep building. And, and yeah. And of course I've got, I've got those goals of, uh, you know, playing arenas and uh, I, I have in a way, you yeah. know, locally. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, I, this, this business is just like, if you're, I'm noticing if you're connecting with people, if you're able to keep a roof above your head and you're loving what you're doing and you're, you're improving, yeah. that's kind of the success in itself. Absolutely. But I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, I don't want to have seven digits in my bank account. I mean, it's like, of course, yeah, of course. So obviously, yeah, you know, I'd love to have the the hundreds of thousands or, or, or millions of uh, folks that follow and are able to receive value out of the content and just that they're ultimately, I want my music to help people. Yeah. You know, that's always what it's come back to for me. Yeah. And in whatever way that is, if that's um, psychologically or, or even just coming to the show having a good time. and just have a good time, yeah. just have a good time. And yeah. Uh, just, just give them, just give them that that moment. Give them that experience. Yeah, man. You know, it's 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 a a valiant pursuit, I think, to uh, to go after this. And have to. You have to. There, there's no, there's no other choice. Yeah. One of my mentors always used to tell me that. What other choice do you have? Like, what other? I mean, and he's right. Yeah. He's a hundred percent right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. But I, I, I really think that you're going to just blow up as, as you are right now. I mean, it's, it's just, it's only up from here. Thanks, man. I'm excited. We're playing. I got a show Clemson coming up in January, going back to UGA and Georgia tech. Uh, we're going to be going to some schools in Texas and Florida, uh, a bunch of Virginia. So I'm excited. We'll see where it goes. I really want to be able to do like specialty themed events too you know yeah. like i want people to be like are you going to lsdj's valentine's day party or like yeah lsdj's crazy new year's party i've been thinking about new year's a lot but yeah I just you got think, any plans uh, kind of not really i think i think a lot more than i've you know actualize but <laughs> i think it would be cool to have like a new year's bar crawl in chapel hill Oh boy, maybe hint, 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 hint. Well, if I'm in town, <laughs> let me know because I'd yeah man. love to come out. If I, I don't think the bands, I don't think we have anything booked for New Year's this year. Usually <laughs> we do. It's just been crazy, and we're going to be in New York for. Um, I got a couple of meetings up there this later in this week. Nice, nice. So you drive up with the band, or are you, are you flying up and they're meeting you? Or? Well, the band's not going. I mean, it's just it's just me. Yeah. Um. Yes, because I have I've got camera gear that I take with me. You know, I'll shoot. You gotta I'll, drive. 
have to, you know, because I've got guitars and you never know what you, you never know. Yeah. You know, and then when I when I live up there, um, I when I was still in college, I'd bring the studio was smaller. So I was able to really yeah. fit it without a trailer yeah. and then uh, put it in the room like I had my bedroom. And it was the studio. Like it was literally in one room. Yeah. And I was still making records and singles uh, in that one room with just those little three, four uh, boxes of outboard gear and Pro Tools. Yeah. Now it's bigger. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, it's, it's just... how it goes, isn't it's it? It's all about the... Oppor- yeah, it's all about the opportunities. Yeah. So, uh, right now, it's just back and forth. Because I, I just this week or two weeks alone... I've had three acting gigs here. Just, yeah. I mean, here. So there's work everywhere. It's just, you know, strategically planning out. But I've got shows that are starting to be booked in February and March in the Northeast. So it looks cool. like it's going to be more right on. Northeast in 2020. Well, ho- ho- hopefully I'll come on the road with you for one of these. Dude, we got <laughs> oh, we got to do something. We got to do something cool. Even if there's like... We got to talk about that. Yeah. 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 We, we, there's multiple angles we could go on that. I think you would love the live visuals thing. Like I was telling you on the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just think that'd be so cool for you. Yeah. Let's, um, let's do this shootout, which is basically, I just say like 15 or 20 words and you just kind of popcorn answer back, just whatever comes to mind. Might have a Freudian slip here. That's all, right. uh, that's, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. We're getting raw here. <laughs> let's let's dive into that unconscious. <laughs> cool. Mike. My brother, Michael. Microphone. Mike my, my favorite mic? Yeah. Uh the SM58. You're talking through it. Yeah. It's a good one. It's These are good. clean too. No rust on the uh, Hey man. We try. <laughs> try. These fresh grills here. Fresh grills? Good grills. <laughs> good grills. Uh cables. Cables, uh, the ones from Amazon are very deceptive. That's a fact. You can get a 20 pack for pretty cheap, but they will only last you for like five or six shows. Yeah. That's a fact. People. Uh, See, I buy, I, when I buy them on Amazon, they don't leave the house. Like they, See, these, these are Amazon cables. They never move. If they never they just move, sit here. they're fine. Yeah. As soon as you like do that. That's it. You're, you're done. <laughs> they're over. Turntable. Uh, CDJ. I I use an SX2 Pioneer, but I have the CDJs, which are like the top of the line. Yeah, yeah. the industry standard turntables. Do you do any vinyl at all? Do I do. You, do. you dabble a little bit? I okay. do. Yeah, I cool. actually do, man. I I have a pretty sick vinyl collection and, and setup. Yeah, and, you know, I can sample and do stuff like that. Right. And, and I've used turntables live, which are I mean that's awesome. That's like the golden era of of DJing. When so, you see a uh, DJ and he's got like his rain mixer and the, and the vinyl set up, that's when you know he cares about what he does. My cousin, my cousin's really, uh, but I've got two cousins that are, that are good at it. Uh, oh, yeah, they're both in New York. It, well, I was, I was going to say, you'd probably, I'd probably get laughed out of the club in New York if I showed up with my, without turntables. Without, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Legit well, vinyl. it's, yeah. And they're, they're in upstate New York. They do a lot of, uh, they, they do the same thing, like the college thing, like yeah. new Paltz and all that. Um, they can sink it. They're, oh yeah, they're they're they, they more slip dog like yeah. You know, they're, they're slipping that thing in. Yeah, and they will. You know, you've got to get that BPM on the. I I don't know what you call it right, but that one that's 
you're play, let's say you're playing channel one. Yeah. Channel two is muted, or you can hear it in your headphones before you do your crossover. Exactly. They are sitting there. Get it, you know. It takes a minute. On turntables, it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's called beat matching. Yeah. When you when you gotta sync it up. That's why I kind of cheat a little when I use my SX2. It's got I set cues on buttons. Right. It's kind of like Ableton or something. Exactly. So I'm not dropping the needle. Are you guys running Ableton when you're doing? uh... I love this question. That's that's the big picture for me is to have. The CDJs with the tracks and have my Ableton push with my... The lighting and everything. Yeah, but I can sync all of that up to, on Ableton Link, into Resolume. Wow. And with Resolume, I can control the video, the special effects, and the lighting. And there's a way where you can send MIDI code for all of your tracks to... Imagine if I just play press play on a track and each part of the song had MIDI code and i sent the midi to the to the lights so yeah. like it would take a lot of planning take many hours to sit there and individually design the whole show but that's that's where it's hard because you have to design it to the rig mm-hmm. and our rig is changing so often it's like we might as well just go live rather than you know right right because build a show for this, this rig. yeah because the system is is per diem it's like exactly. it just depends on the gig yeah I have to throw this one in, oh, in there for you. <laughs> Weed. I smoke it. Yes. <laughs> I love going to California. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big fan. I've spent time in Amsterdam. I'm a huge supporter of the herb. And I used to have dreadlocks down to my butt. So I, I was going to say, man. I can't. You're gone now. Yeah. Now people look at me like, oh, this guy could go either way. It used to be like, you look at me and they're like, yeah, that guy. Yeah. He burns for sure. <laughs> UNC. Love it. All the matter. Go heels. Live. Live. Uh, the best The best way to listen to music, man, is live. Amen. If you have a band that you're into, see them live. It's like you got to do it. If not, you're not even really into the band. Yeah. Studio. Oh, man. Studio. So, a place I'm not at enough. <laughs> I like you, your, you don't need to be. Quite I like honestly. your studio set up here a oh, lot. Oh, thank you, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, a decade in the works and still building it. You still got yeah. gear in there that you've been using for like oh, yeah. for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's always nice. Yeah, and then you know, obviously the new stuff. Like I said, everything's marketing now. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a while till I buy some new stuff. Hence the hence the cameras. Yep. <laughs> uh, band. Band. Uh. Um, I just, I just got a tour prints for my old favorite band, the fall of Troy. I collect prints now, man. Okay. So vinyl's coming back, but yeah, prints, if you had a print and vinyl, like that'd be, that'd be the bee's knees. Wow. I love tour prints. That's just whenever I think of a band, I'm just like, yeah, hey, yeah. Just give me the merch. Give me all of it. Give me the merch. <laughs> um, let's see. Frats. Oh, frat life. Very touchy subject. <laughs> the, it's They're great. Frat shows are great because, <laughs> A, you can show up a little late. It doesn't matter. doesn't really matter. They're fun. They always pay in cash, too. They always pay in cash or, you know, whatever else they got lying around, depending on the frat. <laughs> Woo! 
Yes, that's ha- that's that's another story. Watch out. These kids are like, so do you accept blah, blah? And I was like, no, man. I need gas. <laughs> like, you can't just pay me in whatever like illicit drug you have lying around the Illicit house. drug? So frats are cool because they have a built-in audience. That's what's awesome about frats. No matter what, even if it's the worst frat party ever, there's still going to be like 40, 50 people there. Yeah. yeah. And usually, you know, some girls and... Everyone's there to have a good the time. The vibe. It's there. They're not there to judge you so much as like a uh, some venue shows where you're opening for, you know, the the sick local dude, band. Dude, some of some of our best shows were at the frats that you booked. Some dude, there some They're of them are great. killer. Sometimes And the houses always sound good because there's a bunch of people in there and it's just like kind of clubby, you it's know. Kind of clubby, dude. That's one of the best parts about doing productions. I get to go to these houses and yeah. like, kind of design a new venue every yeah. single night and that's, every single night it's terrible dealing with like you know we did a show in connecticut earlier this year and this this frat house was so old mark twain literally used to like live in there and like write books in this actual house that's cool and i was like we show up and it's the old school outlets just the two prong nice outlets and oh. i was like you what? gotta get your ground like <laughs> adapters like, well, we're screwed, guys. Like, we're screwed without this, you know, 1910s power scenario. I mean, got the generator. Gener- got the generator. Yeah. Renting the generator. You always got to check your power supply. The frat shots. I got this, like, bug running on my paper here. Not in the studio. Get out of this clean studio. Nice. Right. <laughs> uh, women. <laughs> women. Ah, uh, they they come and they go. I would only ask you this question for some reason. I've never asked. Like I'm just like I'm just. They come and they go. They in come the, and they go, man. In the DJ life, especially, I've had a, that DJ life. I've had many girls where they just want to be on stage, and that's right. They want to drop the bass. That's it. And they and then they, they drop you. Then they drop me. <laughs> exactly. They drop. They the bass. drop Drew. Yeah, and then I just now I'm here. Just talking to Jason about my feelings. Sorry, right. yeah, we have each other, man. Yes, we have we have each other. That's all that matters. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I got one more for you. Yeah, beer. Another beer. one. Another one that's like I can only ask I, you. Like it's just it's, it's funny because I was so stoked to like bring some beer on Monday. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna get up and crush this. Oh, I got, down, I was my like, throat. Yeah, oh. I was like, this is I can't like get drunk today. Like, what's, what's going on? Um, IPAs, man, all day. It's actually the HPAs. Okay. Hemp Pale Ale. Very good. Very good. You'll smell it if they pour one out at your local <laughs> bar. You will smell the hemp in the air. All right, so I ask everybody this question at the end. Uh, is it the end already? No. <laughs> this is the end. My lonely friend. The end. Uh, it, yeah, it is. For now. For now. For now. For now. Until we get an RV and do this. So until, until we're uh, we're on tour in Europe. And uh, yeah, and a little LSDJ and J- JD and LSDJ tour. <laughs> LSDJ. JD and the NB. And the new blue. That LSDJ and JD and the NB. It's like you know people <laughs> stroke out trying to like remember the acronym. Uh, if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now with the experiences that you've had, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? Uh, I, I would have told myself to 
to have played in the band in high school, the the concert or marching band. Uh, that's one thing. I mean, my, my brother always talks about it too. We're, the way it worked in my high school was you had to be in marching band if you're going to be in the concert band. Mm-hmm. And we, me and my brother, you know, playing football and it just didn't work out. If I could go back in time, I would have said, you know, don't play sports, Drew. Just go for the, go, for, the, go for the music. Go for the music. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's still early. I'm not, though. yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not knacking sports or anything like that. I'm just right. saying, literally to talk to my high school self. That's what I would literally say. Knowing, yeah, no, you, yeah. Stay in the bands. I feel like I could have used an extra, another four years of like proper sight reading and, you know, right, right. dude, piano stuff. We all could have. Listen, I mean, that's I came, saying. I came from that whole background as well. And, I just sucked at it. Like, like frankly, it was did, just... did you play like middle school band and you know growing up? Yeah, was... yeah. Well, um, did you play drums? No, not middle or... school because I was homeschooled in middle school. Uh, but I was so I was yeah. I studied classical like drums and sight reading and percussion from ninety eight right. to oh eight. Uh, Mayor Partridge was my teacher. You know, just oh, I'm a debt of gratitude. Oh, the guy yeah. was just incredible, and he's he's still around. Uh, teaching today, you know, 2012. Nice. I got to get him on the show. Damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he was, he was just the best because he, yeah. oh, he always, he knew that I was, even before I knew, like he knew that I was the, the creative artistic like kid and that right. he probably saw early on, like, okay, I'm going to, he always pushed sight reading, but there was always that outlet to ask questions and yeah. just, it was always like the, it was just always fun, you know? Yeah. And, but I never gravitated towards sight reading. Cause it, to me, it was like, why, why do they write it like this? That was always the question that yeah. I had in my mind. Like, why do they put this here? Yeah. I would play it differently. I, it's crazy for me just to see some of my like, producer friends sit down in Ableton and just, I can just tell who's like got that experience, you know, yeah, playing yeah. piano and orchestrating. Yes. And, it's just fascinating you, to watch. It, it's good to have. Like, mm. it's good to have. Yes, I can sight read, but I just don't enjoy doing it. It's yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those but things. It, not so much sight reading, just being around the whole You got to understand. You got to know the language. You know, you right. got to, you got to know. It's like with film. Right. Uh, over however many years, you know, you pick up film terminology and techniques and. Yeah. It helps me with this. Yeah. And I can shoot my own music videos and save money. And yeah. now in this content web point web 2.0 world, we're dealing with, uh, dude, I'm like editing video 70, 80% of my, <laughs> my, my tech time is it's yeah. not even on pro tools. It's not even in the studio recording music. It's this yeah, because it's thought? so much, so much screen time. Yeah. Like, why am I still doing that? Like, you know, it's like, God, I need four interns. Yeah. All I do is edit. Man, just yeah. put a feeler out there. I'm sure you'd have some, some youths trying to come it's, in I here. think 2020 is the year for it. I think it's the year. I don't know how much more I can do this, man. And that's that's with, <laughs> that's with family involved. That's with, you know... Yeah. Other, I mean, I've had, I've had management involved. I've done it without management. It's like... Yeah, it's just getting to that point. You yeah, know? man. Yeah, we'll power through it. So, but I, I enjoyed your answer on that. Yeah, yeah that's you know? that's my most legitimately. If I was a high school, that's what I would actually say to myself. 
I think as far as like life and, and you know, just being a man and, and stuff like that, it, it you know, don't get angry at the little stuff. I, so I find myself on stage and somebody will request just, they'll be kind of rude about, you know, what they want to hear or stuff like that. And I'll catch myself being like, wait, you know, yeah. I won't show it, but in my head I'll just be angry right, Like what the it. hell? Yeah. And you know, I realize like, oh, it, you know, it's there's like, there's no point. They're again, again it's that perspective of like, I'm just trying to adopt the philosophy of, and you'll know what I mean by this. Like, it's all just one big joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just like, like if it's one big, like then it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know, if you're having a laugh about it at the end of the day, like everything's going to be that, cool. I feel like people, I feel like people unconsciously or subconsciously, they just want to start stuff. Yeah. For no reason at all. Especially nowadays. Like, could you imagine going up to somebody, and it doesn't even have to be like our profession, just somebody, and just give them a hard time? Like, I, why? Why? I don't think I've why? ever done it. Like, that's what fascinates me. These and maybe we've done it, again, like unconsciously, yeah. maybe because we were just in a bad mood, but I just, I just see like there's that one out of 20 people or that one out of 50, one out of 100 people in the world Oh yeah, they just man. like want to give you a hard time. Yeah, and I I don't understand the psychology behind it's it. That new confrontational like vibe out there. Where, yeah, yeah. Where people are just they're looking for things to be mad about nowadays, and a lot of times as a DJ, I get you know there's a room full of hundred people. I'm, not everyone's gonna enjoy the music. Every you ha- and you time. have your rolodex of like answers. Exactly. You know, my my newest thing is whenever when anybody comes up and asks for a song. With it's me solo or the band or whatever. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's at like a club venue. And it's a smaller venue. That's usually when that happens. Yeah. And it's like my whole thing. And if, they, and if they're coming at me with, with just that weird, like that weird vibe. It's that vibe, I just go, yeah. I just go, it'll cost you, man. Oh, you got them on that it'll one. It'll cost you. Did they pay for it? And then, and then they'll go, well, how much? I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, well, I've What's got five that? or ten. I said, <sighs> Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, it's gonna. It's gonna. It's, you gotta. Gotta add a, a couple, couple, of, like couple of zeros to that. You know, <laughs> a couple more dead yeah, presidents yeah. alone. I'll think about it. That, I'll think about it. Yeah, it's like you gotta be able to play it off. And yeah. I had, I had a really funny. I had. A, I'll tell you this real quick. Yeah. I had a funny instance. I played the show uh, a couple, couple of months ago, or maybe a month ago, and solo acoustic. And there were these high school kids from, I don't know, somewhere in Wake County. And they took over this whole table right next to me oh, yeah. at this venue. And I was like, right. you darn kids. I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, I feel old. The hell? <laughs> but I played into it and they were cool. Like I would just like in the, like in the middle of a song, I just go over. And I was like, Oh, that looks really good. You know, they like crack, <laughs> like the girl, the girls are cracking it's up. on the wireless. Yeah. Cause like, no, and I'm like, they're literally right. They're literally right here. Oh, so you're yeah, because it's just like this really tight place. Yeah, you're just making conversation. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like cracking up, and uh, I could tell the guys, like, you know, you know how that dynamic is when you're 15, 16. Like the guys are probably talking shit. Yeah, about either me or something, and yeah. they're trying to get the girls' attention. But you and I know you get to the point where it's. The, the whole it's just it, that doesn't that doesn't work yeah. right so so i could see the girls kind of like have a have a thing like, you yeah. know how it is it's like yeah. this older guy whatever and so <laughs> but but what i did was i played the, one of the guys was like trying to be cute 
And he yeah. goes, do you know any uh, Taylor Swift? And I go, shake it off. I, I said, man, um, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, you know, it'll cost you. It'll cost you. It's like, well, how much? It's like five bucks. And uh, I, I don't even know if they gave me the money. But what I did was I played into it and we ended up dragging them on stage. Oh, oh you know what yeah. I did? I said, yeah, it's going to cost you. I said, oh, I'm going to need you to start a mosh pit right now in this, pe- <laughs> like in the, in this, in this venue. It'll and cost they, you no, some dude, blood. Dude, they literally went out and started screaming outside like these seven <laughs> high schoolers. I was like, all right, I'll do Taylor Swift for it. And then what I do is I have one of the, one of the guys come up and he's saying it. Like we just did yeah, a minute, minute and a half. Fun with it. Yeah. But that was the whole thing. It was like a few years back. I wouldn't have known how to really handle that situation. Right. But again, it's the experience. Yeah. Of it just it you just know. grows over time. Yeah. I had yeah. A, I had a funny one. People will come up and they'll hold their phone out with whatever song you know written in big bold letters because they they think I'm suddenly like deaf. They, they come up to you like Dom Dolly's and like throw mom <laughs> off the train and he's got those gloves. They have that look where it's just like let me get a close up here. It's like, like you know me. it's like yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, like that weird, like low vibration look where they're just they're just trying to zone in on you. Yeah. Can you, can you play this for me? They'll th- they'll throw and the they have phone that, like, up. That weird, like it's like how many beers have you had? Have you had one or have you had ten? Because either way, it doesn't really matter. Like you're just like, what's going on here, man? Yeah, yeah, they think that's a better way of communicating than just being like, "Hey, dude, you know, can you could you play this?" And I'll just take their phone and be like pretend to throw it i'll do that little trick where you go over their head and some people will just lose their yeah, mind yeah they'll lose it yeah they'll just lose it and i'll just be like oh, i'm kidding man i got your phone right yeah here. and why is it the ones that always want to come up and sing can't sing connect or they just don't know the words or they don't know anything they know nothing i don't know man but that's all part of like <laughs> that's all part of the fun in it you know yeah it's all part of the fun that's true it's it's a big gamble for us each night oh man it's uh it's a, yeah. Yeah, the jungle, baby. <laughs> I've mean, like, I've like acted like Axel on this show probably four or five times. I don't know why. I don't know why Axel keeps like showing up the in pow- conversation. The it's power like of the thing. microphone, dude. I guess, but you got a no, mic, but it's you like just these Guns N' Roses references and Axel, and it's just like there's so many references just in the the lyrical content <laughs> of GNR where it's like applicable to. You know. That's true. Just off Appetite. Probably get some oh, good yeah. content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what's a great song on that record um, that I love is uh, uh, all of them. I think about you. Think honey, about you. The only one I want. When, dude, that I acoustic chorus. I love that Girl, part. I love you, bros. Man, you could probably do. You guys probably do some GNR. I can only pull it off for a couple of minutes. Yeah. It's so. Then your vocal cords explode. The weird thing is, it's a placement thing vocally, where I I don't I don't know how he's doing it for the longevity that he's doing it. Yeah, maybe he just busted it out when he was a kid and just made it happen. I don't know. It's probably just a a a gift a gifted voice where he can do it. Uh, he used to drive me crazy, but now really. Yeah. He, he 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 did something. I mean, he's got a he's got a unique thumbprint vocal. Yeah, he figured know. something out. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he was able to do it. Yeah. Now live, it was touch and go, obviously. But yeah. Uh, 
but it's a show, man. Like it is it's, a show. that's the whole thing is like it's rock and roll. Because the the, the he, show I saw in this part two, or they're not in this lifetime through this past go around the show, it was the biggest video wall I've ever seen in my entire like yeah time doing you know, going to shows, and it was just weird to see you know production elements that I'm obsessed with like you know lasers, video walls, crazy lights, pyro for a GNR show. It was it kind of to me it was sick, but uh-huh. to me as you know being obsessed with production and being obsessed with this like you know figment of my imagination, this love for this band. I don't know, it kind of didn't it didn't mesh for me. Yeah. It, it was weird. Metallica when I saw them at PNC nice. earlier this year. Um it was definitely a bucket list show for me. It was great. Yeah. It was it was insane. We were way up at the top because it was last minute tickets that uh, some gracious friends of mine nice. sent me. Nice. And we're up like, you know, PNC, high 200 or like low 300 level. It's way up there. I it, I don't like heights. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, so you remember exactly. <laughs> well, no, I mean, the crazy thing was they had the pyro. And when these things would light up, dude, you would feel the heat. Oh, that pyro is no joke. 300 freaking feet away. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, my gosh. And they were only like four jets. Like, they had, they had their they, – they set it up where they're in the center. And you know how they oh, rotate, yeah. so they, they fill more seats. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And they switch. Oh, so that's, everybody's – Metallica was in the, the middle. They were in the middle. The circular thing. It was okay. like the square. Right. But it was still like a – That's right. They, they sold that. all the seats in the, in the venue. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, not cutting off that other side. And I just couldn't believe uh, they were only maybe 15, 20 feet high when they would flail. Oh, that's not, you'll feel. But, dude, how am I feeling this? Like, way, I mean, too, and, and, and it would be a delay. Yeah. It would be a couple of seconds. And Shock just like, wave. You, you would feel like, okay, it just it just increased 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa. Can you imagine insane, being on, on that stage? On that stage, yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy, man. We'll, well get dude, there. <laughs> this was, uh, this is great. Jason, it was a pleasure. Thanks for coming out, and we've we've uh, this is a long time coming. It's been years, man. Right? How long? It's well, we've been what friends for well, yeah, but since in years. person, what four years now? Maybe three? Maybe? Yeah. No, wait a minute. No, it was Harley Davidson and Raleigh. That Remember was that? Last time you were, we you, were, you were monitor mixing, I think. Yeah, with Dave. With Jennings. Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was badass. And you that were was like, great sound that you night, were like, man. Cut the music. I got to give a shout out to this team right here. And I was like, at first I was like, did we do something wrong? I pulled, I pulled a, uh, I pulled, I think I pulled again. It was like an Axl Rose it moment. Was a it was just Axel like, total, moment. like, Axel, like, stop. That's, Everybody stop. Oh, uh, uh, it was cool. The whole crowd well, no, was like, cause I think, what was it? It was like a Hendrix. We were doing something and you guys threw in the delay. Yeah. That, like, like the delay. record, like literally like the record. And yeah, I was man. like, stop. Nobody's ever done this. This is incredible. This is like the best live sound oh, yeah, I've ever had. It's that tap delay. Goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tap delay. Goes a long way, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like a, it's like a jacket or something. It's like an AR thing, like tap, tap delay. delay. There's yeah. a lot of things you can do with tap delay. There's like so many yeah. sexual innuendos with that. <laughs> we've talked weed. We've talked women. We've talked tap, tap delay. delay. <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, man. Oh, uh, social media. We'll put it in the description box and all that. But if you do you have any last words, promotional material, marketing, anything to look out for. Uh, just follow me on the gram. 
Come to a show. Hit this boy up on the gram, baby. Hit me up on the gram. Check out. We're gonna do something cool, production wise, for you guys. Absolutely. We're gonna. We're gonna. It's in the works. We're gonna figure it out. And look forward to coming back. Hopefully, it's fun. Yeah, man. It's really fun. We'll see you later. Rock on. Peace.